Hello. Thank you for downloading this Downtown Hope Sermon Podcast. We're a faith-based community in the city of Annapolis, Maryland, orienting our lives around Jesus and exist to see the people of our city, region, and world thrive with the hope found in his gospel. Now, please enjoy the Sermon Podcast. Good morning, Downtown Hope. It's been a joy to walk through these Sundays with you during Advent, and here we are in this fourth Sunday. We're picking up on Zechariah's story in Luke chapter 1, verses 57 to 80. I'd like to read the verses over us and then spend some time walking through them together. Now the time came for Elizabeth to give birth, and she bore a son. And her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown great mercy to her, and they rejoiced with her. And on the eighth day they came to circumcise the child, and they would have called him Zechariah after his father. But his mother answered, No, he shall be called John. And they said to her, None of your relatives is called by this name. And they made signs to his father, inquiring what he wanted him to be called. And he asked for a writing tablet and wrote, His name is John. And they all wondered, and immediately his mouth was opened and his tongue loosed, and he spoke, blessing God. And fear came on all their neighbors, and all these things were talked about through the whole hill country of Judea. And all who heard them laid them up in their hearts, saying, What then will this child be? For the hand of the Lord was with him. And his father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from old, that we shall be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath that he swore to our father Abraham, to grant us that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, child, will be called prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people and the forgiveness of their sins, because of the tender mercy of our God, whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high, to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. And the child grew and became strong in spirit. And he was in the wilderness until the day of his public appearance to Israel. And this is God's word. Let's pray. Fathers, we look at this passage and pick up into Zachariah's story and the birth of John the Baptist, Elizabeth giving birth to this child. We ask that your spirit would lead us as always as each week that we would hear from you through your word. Lord, you know where each of us are as we watch this with friends, with family, um, around Zoom, um, in community. And Lord, we ask that you would work in our lives as a community. Lord, we're not individuals. Lord, we're a family. We're a community. We're so thankful for the work that you're doing, not only in Downtown Hope and, uh, and the families and the individuals of Downtown Hope, but the believers who are gathering across our city and our region and our nation and our world this morning. We join, Lord, with them in anticipation of celebrating the birth of Christ and looking to his return one day. Lord, thank you for this season of Advent. 
And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. While in England, I had a chance to connect back up with my friends, Frog and Amy or Ewing. Uh, they are two of the most gifted ministers of the gospel on the planet, and the Lord has used them significantly over the last 30 years of their ministry. And uh, Frog is a poet. Uh, he's a church planter. He's a visionary. He's a pioneer. Uh, and he's also a poet. And uh, he shared this poem with me that I wanted to share with you because I think it, it lays a foundation for this passage uh, this morning. He writes this, If leaves curl to auburn autumn ask, what is turning to winter in the season of your soul, which rain and cold pour down, which rest the fruitful tree craves to dig to the earth and finds hope and rest again, which pest-stripped branches have a future and which promise, which moonjack deer rubbed bark trunk scarred yet can heal, for January has her work and February her tasks before March can begin her progress. And in this season, in the midst of the, this past year, there are certainly things in us in our souls that have turned to winter. Maybe it's your heart, maybe it's your affections, Maybe it's your attitude. Maybe it's your patience. Maybe it's your flexibility. <laughs> Maybe it's your love. And we know from two weeks ago, Zachariah had been brought into a winter where his voice was silenced. And he must have felt exhausted through that time. He must have felt tired. He must have felt burned out. He must have felt frustrated. He must have felt to a certain extent like his soul was going into hibernation. And what we discover in this passage this morning is encouragement for us in this season of Advent. As David said, Advent is a season of, of tension. It's a season of waiting. It's a season of preparation where we look back to Christ's birth and we look forward to his second coming. And in that tension, we find ourselves in a place of waiting, in a place of preparation. And for us in this season of of Advent, there's great encouragement that through the silence of winter, God is faithful to prepare a voice here through Zechariah and also a voice in us. So let's look at a few of the movements through this passage. There's a voice of courage in the world. That's verses 57 to 63. There's a voice of praise to God that we, f that we find flowing out of Zechariah's mouth from verse 68 to 75. And then there's a voice of hope for the world at the end, the, the last few verses of this passage. So first, a voice of courage in the world. Zechariah, as we mentioned, was in a winter of silence. Uh, it was nine months, him unable to speak. And, and in that time, winter as Frog says in his poem, was doing its work. Um, the Lord was doing his work in Zechariah, stirring him, preparing him. In verse 58, God had been faithful to keep his promise that he made uh, to Elizabeth and to Zechariah. Um, and it's uh, John the Baptist has been born. Elizabeth has given birth. In verse 59, it's the eighth day when it's time for the child to be circumcised. And this is the time when the child would be named. And we come to this moment 
in Zachariah's, in Zachariah's story, and it sort of almost picks up from where we looked at two weeks ago. And the question is, how will he respond? Remember how he responded to the angel's announcement the first time? How will I know? He wanted to control the scenario. He wanted to uh, have all the information. He wanted God to prove himself to him. But here is a moment where we find something had developed in Zechariah, his faith had been, his trust had been reoriented to the Lord in deeper ways. And we find in verse 63, he asks for a writing tablet. He can't even speak yet. And he writes with great courage, with great boldness. His name is John. Now remember, this is after there's questions about his name because it would make sense that the child would be named Zachariah after his father. But actually, what uh, Zachariah and Elizabeth obviously had had a conversation about from the announcement of the angel that he needed to be named John. And so here in the face of the world around him, in the face of his closest community, a kind of courage wells up in him, and he boldly says his name is John. In the silence, God was deepening Zachariah's faith in preparation for this moment where he would actually speak against the grain. This is the picture of Isaiah 51. I am the Lord your God who stirs up the sea so that its waves roar. The Lord of hosts is his name. I have put my words in your mouth and covered you in the shadow of my hand, establishing the heavens. In silence, Zechariah's faith is strengthened, and what comes out of his mouth, what comes out of, uh, in this case, his writing tablet, is a kind of courage. And it's here in this moment in verse 64 that his mouth is open and his tongue is loosed, and he speaks. God gives a voice to the voiceless. His mouth is opened, And what comes out of his mouth next is so beautiful. It's a voice of praise to God. There's a courage that wells up in him, a voice of courage that he speaks. And then in the fruit, in the in the wake of that, there's a voice of praise to God. And here we find this praise unfolding, starting in verse 67. And his father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied. And here is his praise to God. Blessed be the the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from old that we should be saved from our enemies from the hand of all who hate us to show the mercy promised to our fathers. He remembered his holy covenant. He remembered the oath he swore to our father Abraham and to grant us that we would be delivered from the hands of our enemies. He blesses God. He praises God for redeeming his people, verse 68, for salvation, verse 69, for the, for the prophets of old who foretold this, verse 70, for the oath that was swore to Abraham, verse 73, that we being delivered from our enemies might serve him without fear. There's a praise, a voice of praise to God that comes from Zechariah. And then finally, a voice of hope for the world. We find this in the last several verses, starting in verse 76. His returned voice, from his returned voice, rose up a prophetic song that would foretell of another voice, the voice of his son, John the Baptist. And the question is, what would John be? And John would be a prophet of the Most High. He would prepare the Lord's way. He would give knowledge of salvation to his people for the forgiveness of their sins. He would speak of this light, the one who would bring light to those who are in darkness and the shadow of death to guide their feet 
into the way of peace. Through the voice and the birth of John the Baptist, God was preparing the world for a Messiah, the one who would give a voice to the voiceless, those in the shadow of death. And I wonder, in this season of Advent, in the silence, if God wants to give some of us a voice. Perhaps he wants to restore a voice to us this Advent, that we wouldn't live in fear, but we would speak out against injustice, and we would proclaim the gospel to our world. So we're going to take a moment here now and just take some time in our Zoom calls and in our fa- with our families and in our communities to process uh, the question about how God might want to prepare a voice in you this season of Advent. Good. I'm glad we broke it up. Yep. Yep, we're good. (laughs) Yeah, we're good. I got it. I'll throw it out. Is it put in here, Eli? Good catch. For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. The body of Christ broken for you. In the same way, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. The blood of Christ for you. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this wonderful feast that we get to partake in each week. We ask that it would point us and direct us to you, to your love poured out for us on the cross. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.